you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Have you ever told yourself that you need to start building a personal brand because you know you need one and you don't think you have one? I will let you in on a little secret. Whether or not you realize it, you're already building a brand. You may not have a logo or brand colors or a website yet, but you're sharing you with the world and that's a personal brand right there. Today I'm sharing my conversation with Ashley Latimer, a digital marketing mentor, all about elevating your personal brand. Listen in as she shares a fresh perspective on the social selling industry and how we can take small steps to building a successful personal brand online. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for being a guest this week on Directly Different. I'm so thrilled to connect with you and to chat with you this week. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. I am so excited to chat with you and yeah. This is extra special because it's not every day that I get to chat with a fellow podcaster. So we both have professional setups here with our headphones and our mics. And so that's always a treat (laughs) to know that we're both going to sound great on this show. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) If nothing else, this will sound very professional. (laughs) The audio quality will be on point. So to start off, tell us a little bit about you and your family. Gladly. So I am a single mom at this point single mom in the sense that I co-parent with my daughter's father. She's seven. She is very into Sonic and she's in first grade and she's amazing. I have her 50% of the time. And so that's very different than when I started out my career, but we're making it work. Yeah, that's awesome. I also have a seven-year-old first grader and I, the last ah. guest I just chatted with, she also has a seven-year-old first grader. And so it's kind of, that's a theme this week, I guess, is I guess these so. cute little first graders that are very much into, I know my, my kiddos are into Super Mario. That's all the rage oh, right yeah. now. Yes. I'm sure. Anything gaming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And they're becoming quite good at playing Super Mario. We have a Wii. <laughs> old school, oh, nice. but they, yes, they've been obsessed with playing it. And I'm like, it's my childhood all over again. It's crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Same thing with Sonic. That was big when we were uh-huh. kids, man. That was the only game I played as a kid, <laughs> I think. And so now it's sort of ironic that my daughter is a, probably the number one Sonic fan I know, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> so sweet. I love that. That's awesome. All right. So tell us a little bit about how you got your start in social selling before we dive into anything else. I would love to hear your beginning. Okay. It's kind of a weird beginning. So I actually started in the online space in general back in 2016. I was on maternity leave from my former career. I was a special education teacher. And then the last five years, I was the program coordinator for a school district for their special education department. So working in the district office and working on overall programs for special ed for an elementary school district. So I thought I wanted to do that forever. So I went on maternity leave 
and then found that there was a lot of nap times and downtime and I was used to being really productive and working on things. And so I thought, well, there's not enough new things on my plate. Let me just start a website. (laughs) This will be the perfect solution to not knowing what to do during nap time. So anyway, I started my blog and that was called Taylor Made Mama. And I started an Instagram account to go along with that. So that was where I was building my community. Uh, it's no, it's actually my current Instagram converted. So that's why now I'm like people think, oh, you have so many followers. Well, it's not exactly my target audience now, but yes, there's, I built that back in 2016, starting on maternity leave. So for about a year, I was just blogging once a week, went back to work, continued to consistently do that and produce content every day for Instagram. And then in the summer of 2017, long story short, I decided to leave my former career. And so I was going to be staying at home and I thought, great, I have this blog. This is awesome. I already have some income coming in from that, from affiliate products, and then also sponsored posts and things like that at the time. And a friend of mine. So when I went to stay home after I finished my contract for that year, work-wise, a friend of mine who was a blogger approached me and she had joined what I now know, uh, the company is Senegen. So the makers of like lip sense, it was all the rage back in the day. She had joined the company and I didn't understand social selling or network marketing, direct sales, whatever verbiage that we want to use there. Uh, but she basically pitched it to me as an affiliate opportunity that I could build utilizing my blog in the same way that she was. And so to me, I'm like, great, another stream of income. I just left my career. It'd be great to do that if I it will go along with what I'm already doing and the way that I'm already building my brand. And so I did that and had success. I set up funnels on my website for sponsoring and then also for the products. And within, I was only with that first company for 10 months, which we can get into if we want to or or not, but I was with them for about 10 months before making a shift. But in that time through the funnel alone, I sponsored, it was about, I think around 150 women teammates into my downline, Mm -hmm. which was great for me, but that's not exactly duplicatable, or at least it wasn't at that time because I didn't have, that's not something you can just teach someone on ramp them to set up a website and funnels. So (laughs) I realized that duplication in some way, shape or form is the name of the game for at least at the time it was. And so, yeah, that's how I got into social selling. And then right now I coach full-time. So I teach women in social selling, how to build their brand, how to build influence, how to build out a lot of this automation and a website and all of these components. I do still partner with another company and I'll tell you about that shift, but I no longer team build or lead because I just felt out of integrity because I work with so many women. I work with women in many industries and niches, but a lot of my clients are in social selling and do want to sponsor it. I just don't ever want them to feel like there's any sort of crossover there. And so that's a decision that I made, but it's not because, oh, I would never do it. You know, (laughs) that's crazy. Who would do that? It's more of like an integrity thing with what I'm doing now. So in that first company, I learned a lot about the elements that I feel, in my opinion and experience, are required to create success in social selling. So one thing that I knew or realized, because I started having fast success, because I was sharing to a warm, large-ish audience, 
that's not necessarily built into most people's journey getting into social selling. So I, from my own experience and from seeing people around me, the people who were jumping into that company at the time, because that was my only point of reference, who were doing well, had existing influence either in social selling or in the beauty industry because it was a makeup and skincare company. And so their brand, if you will, already had to do with that product line. So there was trust, credibility built up. So when they share lip science, of course, their audience is uh, buying from them. So I started to realize that, you know, it felt a little out of integrity to be bringing people on board who didn't have that existing, but also them seeing me have success. It just felt out of alignment and that particular company, they were going through a massive period of momentum. So I also didn't understand that they, a lot of, I guess now we would refer to them as influencers, but people with influence in the industry and in the beauty industry were demonstrating this product and it was becoming viral online. And so they experienced this huge peak of momentum where people were making crazy amounts of money because people were Googling. That's where my funnels came in. They were Googling how to partner with the company. Where do I buy this? And so when you have something like that, that's heavily searched, of course, people are going to be doing well. But then the problem with that is it sets up this, in my mind, kind of almost unrealistic expectation of what is possible. Um, at a later time period. So when I joined, it was on the tail end of that. And so even for me with a, with influence and a large audience, I'm like, why am I not making 40,000 a month? Like, this is mm -hmm. crazy. Like I just didn't have that perspective yet on how that happens. And then what happens when women or men in social selling do ride that wave of momentum, which I think is genius. If you see a company of momentum and you want to ride it, great, fine. That's all well and good. But understanding that when that inevitably peaks and goes down, like what do you have left and how do you sustain your income? How do you sustain? And so that's where a lot of like the branding piece comes in and multiple streams of revenue and things like that. But um, I just felt like I was grinding away and really not having time to do anything else. Like I completely stepped away from the blog. I was so consumed with trying to hold on to this little bit of success I was having and help other women to have success. And I wasn't able to do that. And so I just felt like I needed to make a change. So I shifted from that company to a company where it, they had like a true affiliate model. So I could set up automated sales funnels on my website with the affiliate links. I did not have to do any direct sales. And so that was much more in alignment with the way that I was used to, um, monetizing my brand and website and things like that. And so I'm still with that company today still it's a hundred percent passive as far as sales. So that's my story. I love that. And I really do love and appreciate that you are still in social selling because I think that, and there's nothing wrong with coaches who are not in the, in the field, in the industry, but I feel like it's just another layer of credibility when you're still in it yourself and you can see the changes behind the scenes, even if you're not actively recruiting, which I, that's a, another layer that I appreciate too, but just being able to have, you know, kind of like your finger on a pulse, <laughs> uh, in the industry and just know what's, what's ahead and know what's coming and know what's happening as it's happening. I just feel like that helps you stay relevant with your students and your clients for sure. Absolutely. That was something really important to me. And sometimes, sometimes I feel 
I would like to be even more connected than I am, but I also do work with women in other industries too. And so I feel like I keep my, I keep my finger on the pulse, if you will, but mm-hmm. a little bit of a different way, but, um, a way that allows me to do lots of different things because of automation of social selling. So, yes. And that's the beauty of it. So you teach social sellers how to grow and scale their brands online and not just as social sellers for a particular company. Cause we often identify, Oh, we're the so-and-so lady, you know, for our customers, but for themselves as CEOs of their own personal brand, which you started way back before you even realized what you were doing back with your blog. So why do you think it's important to step away from this temptation to latch onto your company as your brand and instead brand yourself or ourselves as social sellers, as people, as our own personal brand? That's a really good question. So I think the first thing that I want to say on that point is acknowledging that it is much more scary and intimidating to our brains to brand ourselves versus clinging to being the representative for this company. I think that's because if we're branding ourselves, it becomes more personal. If someone says no, they're not just saying no to the company or the product. It's us, or we can feel like that without that mindset piece of thinking through, oh no, that's actually not what's happening. But for a lot of my clients, that is the first step is getting past that fear and that sense of safety clinging to someone else's brand, someone else's company versus versus it being you, if that makes sense. I think branding ourselves and branding yourself, however you want to say it, it allows us to sell anything that's relevant to our audience. So in my mind, we just never, you never know what's going to happen with a particular company. So you could, you could absolutely brand yourself as that particular representative, but if you're in it for the long haul, which most people don't sign up to do something for a year, they're, they're really in it to generate income, build a legacy, whatever level someone is trying to go after. We're not really in it for the short term. And so I think having that long-term vision of, well, worst case scenario, if something happened with a company and it closed down, or, you know, as we've seen happen over the last few years, a lot of, you know, with FTC and business models are changing and it's dropping the, the whole uh, downline side of things and it's going to the straight affiliate model. So having to pivot is a lot easier when you're branding yourself. Uh, you're able to create your own offers or have other affiliate products. I know there's like rules and regulations with different companies, but it gives you that freedom to monetize your brand and create other streams of income when, and if you need to. Um, so I think, I mean, there's so many reasons to brand yourself first branding the company, but I think just giving yourself that ability to pivot and to add to what you're already doing when the timing is right is, has been for me, what's been key. Um, I've been able to shift to do all kinds of different things in the last seven years. This is not like I'm new to the, new to the game, but because I've always built it on a personal brand, I can pivot much more easily than if I started out as the Senegens rep, like that, you know, putting on makeup and rubbing it with my finger and showing that it wasn't smudge proof. That would be harder to pivot into business coaching. I can't, that would be a really hard (laughs) pivot. 
So what are you seeing as some of the shifts? I know you kind of mentioned it as far as affiliate marketing, but what are some of the shifts that you're seeing in the industry that make this personal brand awareness so important? Good question again. (laughs) Things are so different than they were seven years ago. They are so different. And one of this is like, well, the obvious, but it's very important. There are so many more people with brands online, with or without brands online, doing things that are very similar. The industry, I mean, like now it's not saturated. Yes, it is. There's a Mm. lot of people in social selling. That is what it is. So the important, the competition is way higher than it was when I got started and that continues to increase. And so standing out from other people is very important. It's not just, you know, the old strategies that used to work because few people were doing them. They don't work anymore because everyone's tried it. And so the way that you stand out and the way that you build trust, which is what is required for someone to buy from you is to have that cohesive, congruent, authentic, personal brand, because that's what someone is ultimately buying. They're buying from you. Yes. They're your job as a marketer, a social seller is to demonstrate the value of your product or your opportunity for that person. But ultimately they're buying from you because there's a lot of other people selling or doing the same thing, but their trust in you is paramount to that process happening to your content, actually converting into sales for your social selling business and having a brand. And I guess I want to say too, that I have a, I have a Facebook group and it's funny because it's all women in social selling some in other industries, but it mainly is women entrepreneurs in social selling. But a lot of times I'll get comments I don't, you know, I don't have a brand and I still do great. I'm like, well, you do have a brand though. So whether or not you think that you have a brand, you do, your brand is the reputation that you carry online. And so you could inadvertently have a brand. I did. I didn't know anything about branding, but, and my brand was a little all over the place, frankly, when I first started, but I did have a brand. And so it's, you know, things you talk about online, mostly the things you share, the, your personality, there's these things that you can't get away from, but you can be more intentional about it to increase your results. And so when people say, I don't have a brand, I did fine. Like, well, when did you get into the social selling industry? You have influence in the industry, most likely, or you worked your butt off and good for you. Like, that's great. But I always want to give that caveat because people are like, I don't, I don't have time to build a brand. I'm like, well, it's happening anyways. Yeah. And I think the most important element of your personal brand is you actually like showing up as yourself. And I think this sounds so cliche, like just be you brand you, but allowing those, the things about your personality, your quirks, your, yeah, your quirks, your personality, your actual message that only you can have those very unique things that that is your differentiating factor for your brand. Because even within, there's a lot of online business coaches. There's a lot of online business coaches who work with social sellers, but my differentiating factors are the way that the way that I deliver those things that I'm teaching or my background, my experiences and bringing those in. And so it's the same way for all of us, whatever your brand is, whatever your niche is, you can come in as basically an influencer or just an affiliate. And I think that's so smart because there's so many people who are building brands, who are influencers, even if they're micro influencers, you can have an audience of, I mean, I don't want to give like an actual number, but you can have a very small audience, but if it's a target audience, 
and your messaging messaging is on point, like you can you can do absolutely fantastic, but it's so much more difficult now with how easy it is to click on links and buy things nowadays. And now even in stories on Instagram, this has changed in the last several years. It used to be only big influencers. We had the swipe ups and all of that. And now everyone can put links in their stories and we're all used to buying things as we you know, kind of go throughout our day, like, oh, okay, well, that looks cool. They demonstrated that. I trust that person. I'll buy that. But if you don't have that option, I don't know. I'm shocked at some companies I'm like, come on, let's get out of the dinosaur ages. Like, I know. <laughs> give your people affiliate links. We've kind of covered a few of these, but Ashley, what would you say are the most important elements of an effective personal brand? There's so many elements to personal branding and you can layer things, you know, do you have a tagline? Do you have your logo? Do you know your brand fonts and aesthetic and all of these things? But I think foundationally, let's talk about foundationally consistency. So consistency with showing up. So if you want to, you want to position yourself as the go-to for your target audience, for your niche. So you're the go-to person for, so if you're partnered with a health and wellness company and you want to, you know, you have a product line that's health and wellness, like you want to be a go-to person for your audience of all things, health and wellness. And you can obviously narrow that down, but the consistency of providing that valuable content showing up, you can't be a go-to if you're like on one week and then taking two weeks off. And that's not going to establish that credibility, that authority that you're establishing that you're a reliable, trustworthy person who someone could buy from if they want to or not. So that consistency congruence. So making sure that your message that comes through in your content, how you show up and the products or the opportunity that you're selling kind of align. If you are, you know, you're selling a health and wellness product or opportunity, and then you're constantly in your stories, like drinking and <laughs> like eating, you know, crappy processed food or something like that's not congruent. So people are going to be confused. That's not going to establish your brand authority, if you will. Um, I think one of the key elements of building a personal brand is building a community. So whether you do, and there's lots of places to build community, you can do that in a Facebook group that could be on your Instagram, that could be on TikTok, that could be your email list, but there has to be somewhere that you're building an audience and turning that audience into a warm community. That's going to be the best, in my experience and opinion, the best way for your content to actually convert to sales because your people are, you're establishing that trust, you're establishing that credibility. So I don't know, there's so many elements, but those are the things that I think are foundational is consistency, being congruent with how you show up and then having that community that you're building through those things, through being consistent, being a go-to. And something you said earlier that, you know, you said some people will say, well, I don't, I don't have a brand, but whether you think about it or not, you do. And a lot of us, even though we, we don't think we have a brand, you know, we're building these things in some way, shape or form. You know, Mm -hmm. there are people who are showing up every day, the people who are talking about the same things every day and are building a community through that. And so be encouraged if you're listening and you are thinking, man, I don't have a great brand. Well, you, you might be starting one. And so just to know, just to be encouraged that that it's probably happening behind the scenes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think sometimes too, 
I've had clients in the past. I'm like, well, I don't want to limit. I don't want to limit myself. You know, there's so many things that make me, me absolutely. But when it comes to your main content that you're creating, I mean, if you, I think about when I started tailor-made mama, so I'm, I'm speaking to former version of myself. I was literally posting about all the things. Like I went back to my blog in the early days. I had this series called making fitness fit. I'm going to bring it full circle. I promise my brain is like all over the place here. Fitness is a huge part of my life. So if you go to my social media right now, you wouldn't know that though. You, I work out every day. Like I eat clean, but I do not create content that's inspiring, educating, uh, entertaining about that. It doesn't mean it's not a part of my life. Same with my faith, huge part of my life, foundational, but I'm not teaching the Bible or what I like. You don't have to incorporate every element that makes you, you like that should just come through in, in who you are as a person, how you show up. Like you don't have to incorporate that. It's not limiting your, but you're, if you're spread so thin and you're posting every day of the week about a different topic, because that's what makes you, you, and that's your brand. That's going to be really hard to establish that go-to quality or that credibility in that, in an area. It's not impossible, but the, and there's ways to share your flair, like in your stories, things like that. Sometimes I'll post like a little flexing selfie or something, but that's as far as it goes. So just giving yourself the freedom to not create content about everything under the sun and just narrow it down. What do you love to talk about? What could you talk about endlessly uh, and not get burnt out of? Or what do people go to you already for? Like if you don't have an established brand, you do people you're known for something online and there's something that people probably come to you and ask like, well, how do you, how do you do this? Or how did you do this? Or wow, you have results with this. Like, tell me more about that. Those are the things that people are wanting more from you that are in your existing audience. And so I don't know, it's not, it doesn't have to be so buttoned up to create a personal brand. It can, there's like layers upon layers, but it's intimidating. If you go into, okay, I'm going to build a personal brand. I need to have a website with a logo. And then I need to have this and that, and that all those things you can build out, but it starts with, I don't know, you being yourself, showing up consistently and and honing in on some things that you want to talk about and help your audience with. Yes. And I think there's something to be said too, about the fact that it does take a long, it could take a long time to, well, it should take a little bit of time to build a brand and it's, that's okay. And I think that we all want results yesterday for everything. And so you just have to, we have to normalize the fact that you've been building a brand for seven years. Like it didn't happen overnight. You did the, you know, random content posting and series and things like that. You went through all of that for years Mm -hmm. until, and you still are building a brand, you know, even now. And so we should normalize, you know, the fact that it it does take, this takes time. It's not overnight. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not, you know, you might not, your next quarter might not be, you know, the top sales in the company because you built a brand for three months. Like it's going to take a little time and that's okay. Right. And it's, it's that long-term vision of, you know, how do you want to show up? And I don't know. I just think with being 2023, like the time is yesterday to start building a personal brand or being intentional about it. And the good news is you already have that, like that's already established. So it's more just figuring out what feels. And I always tell my clients, if they're just starting out, 
it becomes so much easier and more, I hate the word flowy. What's a better word than flowy? <laughs> That's not quite so annoying. Um, but the, pro- the process of creating your content becomes a lot <laughs> more simplified and less like brain clutter when you have, you know, what your what type of value you're trying to add to the online space and you're not you know, grasping at every little thing. And if you come across an affiliate product or you come across, or you want to create your own digital product, it can fit into that brand. And you know that you're, if you're taking the time to show up online, that you're doing things intentionally, you're building an audience who wants what you have to offer and what you will have to offer in the future as you continue to expand your brand. It feels more intentional when you have a brand and you have that direction um, and, and more purposeful because you know, you're, you're serving your community that you're building with things that they actually need. And so whether or not they buy from you or join you at the end of the day, it feels good to give value that is helpful to people. And some people will buy from you or join you and that's great. But, um, overall that's like the, in, you know, we always hear about like impact and income. Well, like the impact part, that could be definitely a part of it. Um, impact on people who will never be a part of your bottom line, but you're a part of the bottom line of the quality of their lives. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or, it's the community or something aspect. like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the community aspect for sure. And that is so valuable that there's, like you said, there's no price tag on that. That is Mm-mm. to be able to create relationships with people. I shouldn't say create, but to be able to foster relationships with people online. Oh my goodness. What a gift. It's the best thing ever. And if you could make one friend from it, it's all worth it. <laughs> For sure. Ooh, thought of something when you just said that. Yes. So here's the other thing. Again, this is a little bit like tangenty, but the freedom that I personally found and feel now having a, it's not just a personal brand, but it's having a mindset. I, I don't know. I remember when I was with Senegens and I was really focused on that and acquiring customers and business partners in the, I, because I did the traditional way so that I could demonstrate for my team, you know, what it is that they could do to market if they didn't have a website. So I did all of that, but I just remember feeling like, gosh, every person. So every person I come into contact with, it just felt like the goal was sell them this lipstick stuff. And I'm like, it can't be this way. Um, but for me, it was like, wait, but if I, if I truly incorporate those products as well as other things, and it's not all riding on this one thing. And my main focus is creating valuable content. Then it takes that pressure off of the interactions and you can actually have a genuine connection where you're not thinking about in the back of your mind, like, where are they in the funnel towards buying my products? That's just weird. So having that personal brand and having multiple different ways that people can work with you or buy from you, whether that's again, like a, a very simple low end, like digital download, anyone can do that in any niche. You don't have to be a coach, but you can have something that is really relevant to your target audience. That would be super helpful that you can monetize your brand that way too. So you're not always just relying on this. I don't know, the sales conversation for sales mentality that does not create community that creates people feeling like you're a weirdo. I think. Yes, it does the opposite. <laughs> it helps you 
not build your brand. <laughs> yeah. And we've all done it at, at some point. Mm-hmm. We've all done it and then felt like, ew, this feels really icky. Like it doesn't have to be that way. But I think a lot of like the old school strategies that then get like dripped down and perpetuated down that don't work anymore. We all try it out because we're like, well, that's what so-and-so is a million dollar earner did. Yeah. In freaking 2010. Right. Like, sure. Great. Yes. Think about now the clothes you were wearing in 2010 though. You wouldn't wear those now. I mean, maybe, maybe some of us no. would, I don't know. So same thing with the methods. <laughs> yes. And it's just the critical, it's the critical thinking and it's the, and, you know, I hate to, oh man, whole other topic, but you know, when we go to these conventions and conferences and things like that, and you the top earners are up there, just remember their success didn't come overnight either. Mm. And it also didn't come in today's day and age. So it, you just have to keep those things in mind. People, if you're just now joining, or you've joined a company in the last five years, you're not going to get to that level. So it's, I mean, just by nature of math, like you're not going to do it. You can still experience great success, but you can also do that by diversifying what you're doing through your personal brand and having a lot more fun doing it that way. So, yes. Oh, I love that. I love that perspective. And I totally, I totally agree. All right, Ashley, this has been a really great conversation. Just hearing your perspective and just hearing your approach to how you coach social sellers to brand themselves online. So will you tell us just highlight a couple of your signature programs, your favorite programs that you offer for clients. Okay. So I have a bunch, but I would say the, my entry point, which I take all of my one-on-one clients through this process, but I also have a self-paced course. It's called align your brand. So it's all things, typical personal branding. So everything from your fonts, your colors, your tagline, like all of the personal branding elements, but also making sure that you're aligning all the things to your core values, your personality, like so that you're feeling really good about building your brand. So that is like my, that's the most like cornerstone important part of my like offer suite or whatever you will. And I actually, my signature program, it's a group program um, called Social Seller to CEO Academy. There's tons of information on, there's a social seller CEO academy.com webpage. It only opens up twice per year, but one of the prerequisites for that program is align your brand because I want everyone to kind of come in having that foundational. So those, those two are the ones that come to mind that for women or men in social selling that I would want to like, if I could not be in business and gift it to people, I would. And then the most fun that I've been having coaching is something that I started doing just this year, kind of like inadvertently. And now I just gave it a name. So I call it hybrid mentorship. So before my one-on-one coaching was really more coaching, you know, coaching someone through what they're working on, they're doing the implementing. But what I found was I have a lot of clients in either social selling or any industry that they're they're successful. They're, they've got momentum going and they don't want to slow down and learn how to do these technical things. Or there's things that I can do me myself or my team can do very quickly in a hybrid. So it's like one-on-one coaching on like their front end, their social media, their mindset, those pieces I normally coach on, but it's on the off times I'm actually doing work on their brand, creating like deliverable assets. And I just 
love it, like doing mm-hmm. SEO on their website or whatever it might be. And so that has been so fun. So hybrid mentorship, align your brand, social seller, CEO Academy are my like faves. Um, and I think the most, the most impactful, depending on like where you're at in your business. So yeah, sorry, again, we're going to go <laughs> yapping on yeah, no. about offers, but yeah. it's so fun. I just love yes. it. I love the, I love being able to, I don't know, teach. Yes. In I a can different tell. format. I can tell. <laughs> All right, Ashley, how can listeners find you to learn more about these programs and all of the other things that you offer too? You really do have a full range. Like if someone's thinking, man, I want to work with her, there is a way in some way, shape or form that you will find that will fit for you and your business. So definitely check her out. But will you share with us how we can find you? For sure. So best free resource, which has pretty much links to everything is I I do have a podcast. It's called the Maverick Mompreneur podcast. So that's a ton of, well, not a ton. I think I've got 70 something episodes on there free. My website also free elevated with Ashley.com. And that has links out to like all freebies and paid stuff, courses, self-paced. Um, you can also connect with me on Instagram. It's at Ashley R Latimer. So those are, that's where to find me awesome. And I'll put everything in the show notes, of course, as always, but thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on and just sharing your expertise on personal branding. I've really enjoyed hearing your perspective and it's, it just feels like a fresh perspective and I appreciate that so much. So thank you again for being on the show this week. Well, thank you so much. I, I had way too much fun having our conversation. The time went by too fast, but I really appreciate you. And thank you for inviting me on the show. And it was a pleasure to meet you and chat with you and hopefully we'll do it again soon. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.